0: Welcome to the Intrepid Hearts Garden Party. Join us for a floral affair as we break the stigmas around cannabis, celebrate alternative wellness, and discuss how you can become more sustainable in your shopping habits while staying fashionable AF.
1: Grab your tea, tequila, or toque and join the garden party.
0: We are sipping on some hibiscus rose tea in Kara Kovac's apartment. And we took a little bit of a bong hit and
1: I was just given... So tell me what I just topped my, my weed off with.
2: So it's an herbal blend uh, that's apparently an aphrodisiac that was given to me by a witch at House of Yes. Yes. Can't remember exactly what's in it. It's Demiana and Blue Dream and Blue Lotus and I think mugwort. And something else. But there are if you look up like herbal blends that are aphrodisiacs, there are some find, really I... great ones and you can make your own. Mm. But I find this one works nice. How are you feeling? I feel good. <laughs> I can
1: see I can see I yeah, I get it. You weren't wrong. wrong. Yes, yeah, like, I could hey. put some good music on right now. Like you said, some Beyonce, feel myself.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the first time I ever smoked it, I was like, "What's gonna happen?" That she's talking about. Yeah, you know, I, could, I had no way of anticipating it, and I literally just. Put on flawless and was like, oh, don't, don't, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you, have you smoked it
1: not mixed and mixed or only mixed?
2: Um, I think I've smoked like cigarettes that are not that blend, but like mm-hmm. aphrodisiac cigarettes. Yeah. And I, it's similar, but I do really like that one. Okay. And I think there's something about doing it as a bong hit. I don't know. It just feels more potent because with like a cigarette, you're just doing drugs yeah. and it's Correct. like for taste. Mm-hmm.
0: Kara, before we get into your full intro, what has been your highest vibe of in the past week? Oh, God. can be like weekend, week, like yes. running down the streets, anything. So as I was telling you guys, I'm having massive
2: anxiety and like nerves around being a virgin burner this year. And so I feel like I've been in this state of kind of compulsive thinking and that's really bled into like every aspect of my week but like if I'm being honest it's also like the excitement of being like wow yeah this is a thing though like I guess I'm doing this and it's been all I've been thinking about I spend every 15 minutes changing my mind about whether it's a good
0: idea. (laughs) Do something that scares you get out of your comfort zone. Yes
2: yeah I know that's why I have to go because I realize the only thing that's holding me back is fear and it's like the FOMO is greater than the
0: Yes.
1: Anna, what's yours? <laughs> what is your highest?
0: I was thinking about this, and I think from this past weekend when I went to Maryland on Friday night, we had some of our, actually, cultivation like team and owners from Las Vegas. We have a grow, cultivation out in Vegas. They were visiting for the weekend, and we uh, took them out on a night boat cruise at, like, what, midnight or something? And... It was really fun. We were, like, playing music. They were swimming off the boat. Everyone was jumping in. And I was just, like, gazing at the stars and watching shooting stars. And I was like, this is summer. This is what a summer night is all about. Like, when was the last time someone saw a shooting star? Like, I, like, seeing, trying to see them every weekend that I'm down there. So, that was a high vibe, for
1: sure. Mine's a mellow high vibe, but yours, and I was like, is that, should that be my, 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 high vibe it seems just so like lame and innocent but I guess that's kind of why it is in and of itself it was like a yeah. moment like that it was Friday night M- my fiance Jeff and I went we like went for like this nice walk after dinner and there was just a beautiful sunset there was the one park that's by our house this like huge bird, bird like sanctuary and we saw these beautiful grains and I was just like this is just magical and one of those moments where I'm like, I'm just really like fortunate. Like when I'm for all the things that I'll bitch about on a daily basis <laughs> possibly, like when I really pause, like how fucking fortunate am I? Yeah,
2: thank you for reminding me of that because it was really beautiful upstate this weekend and it was a
0: high rise <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, oh. see Hattie, yeah. you know, this is for your job. Yes. Oh thank you. <laughs> thank you, my dear. I met Kara before I was going to Elements Festival, which is a festival, one of my favorite festivals in Lakewood, Pennsylvania. And my friends and I wanted to do some readings and like healing stuff. And my friend Kayla found Kara online, I think. Mm -hmm. And she came over and did some healing, I mean, uh, readings, archetype readings for us. And it was amazing. And we basically spent, like, the whole day together. After that, we, like, ordered postmates to the apartment. And then we're like, we have an extra ticket to Mean Girls later. And she's like, I don't know if I could go. I might might have to move or...
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> but you came and it
0: was amazing. She brought edibles, which I don't usually fuck with edibles if you know like from all of our past podcasts, but I was like this girl I'm vibing and had a <laughs> so little had nibble. Yeah, I had a nibble was and this after you met up with me that
1: you Yeah. yeah okay.
0: Oh yeah, I saw Gigi that day too. I was walking around the city. <laughs> but yeah, so we had an amazing time at Mean Girls. You were saying that we all like were the we characters. <laughs> like it was crazy. It was,
2: I think that, like, that, I left and I texted, like, all of my friends. I was like, I, I just had the strangest experience where I did readings for these three girls today. And they had an extra ticket to Mean Girls. And I showed up and we looked like, like, Mean Girls fast forward 10 years. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she was dressed like Karen. Like, she had her hair, like, yeah. half of my I Party pony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, well, while I was walking there, I was like, ha like, Regen vibes. Like, I wore my hoops and I did my, like, natural, like, like, juke curl. And, and <laughs> Kayla was
0: Regina, and Hannah, our ginger, was Caddy Herring.
2: Like, and she was wearing khakis and a like, She was. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Scary. so funny. And so then when I
2: did the edibles, I was like, and right before the curtain, I was like, holy fuck.
0: Shit. Like, like with the Mean Girls and mean Girls, <laughs> and then during intermission, and I
1: just met them like six hours ago. <laughs> we were going down,
0: like you were telling us all these stories and about Aquarian past lovers, and I and reading our moon charts, and I was like, this girl is the vibe. So we've been connecting ever since. And why don't you tell us more about all that you do? Your a healer, a sex coach, a magical being in the world. Backpack, I mean, she yeah. raved about you after she <laughs> met you. I'm not just saying that; she did. I was like, we yeah. need to get her on the podcast. We need to hang out. We need to do things.
2: Come here. Well, first of all, you know, I have a really neurotic dog.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. Is, I
2: feel like her sounds are like going to be punctuating the back of the audio <laughs> the whole time. Um, but no, it was so good to meet you guys as well. And I was like. It just felt very magical the whole day where I was like, okay, I just made three friends and we all look like mean girls and like, <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: And now you're probably going <laughs> to their wedding and Burning Man. Yeah, yeah,
2: seriously. Oh my God. And they're like saving my life, being my, my <laughs> vegan, like my vegan, you know, savior. Fruitarians. Yeah. But my practice, it's a culmination of really a variety of things and Primarily, it's ancestral. So I like the first sentence in my bio says third generation healer, and my grandpa was an acupuncturist. My mom is a Reiki master teacher and an intuitive, and my great grandma was a professional dom. And
0: (laughs) dominatrix people, (laughs) old school, (laughs) goes way back.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she was a professional dominatrix in the '70s, and pretty epic. Yeah, and honestly, my mom was a she put my mom up for adoption. So I've, that's why I say it's ancestral. It wasn't like I was raised in, by these healers. Wow. My mom reconnected with her birth father later in life, and that's, like, how she actually got into spirituality. And then she became a healer, like, when I was in high school heading into college. So I thought it was really weird at first. I was like, like weird. she was telling me how she could, like, astral project when she would meditate, mm-hmm. and I was just like, And so after I moved home to take care of my dad, I realized I had a lot of the same capabilities as her because while I was there, she was like, let me teach you. And I had no intention of going into this line of work. I thought I was going to be a sex therapist, but in like a psychoanalysis kind of way. Mm -hmm. That's what my background is. I went to grad school for social work and I did my undergrad in sexuality. And I've been like saying I was going to be a sex therapist since I was like 14. And then I let it go. What does that look
1: like? How did you know at 14? Dude, I
2: I would, like, go into the den to watch HBO Real Sex, and I was just, like, fascinated. And it was, like, from a super clinical perspective, yeah. like, how people connect is magnetic to me. And I think, like, I'm a Leo rising, so I really like affirmation and being noticed. So I think for me it was, like, and i Cancer Moon, so intuitive healer and, um... Uh, like wanting to nurture people. So there's this like balance of wanting to understand why people connect so that I could affirm that I could create that for myself as like a karmic lesson kind of thing. And it just was really captivating to me. And see, this is where it's like, but I didn't have the witch stuff. And the witch stuff just added, like, such a color to what it was that I explained to you. (laughs) So I ended up, like, dropping out of grad school to work in fashion because I was 23 in New York. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to be like Harry Bradshaw. Like, And just totally gave up the whole thing. Like, didn't think about it for years. Took, like, a stupid corporate personal assistant job to get health insurance and make like a a pretty decent paycheck and like had no idea what I was doing with my life. And when I went home for four months to take care of my ailing father, my mom attuned me as a Reiki master. She, uh, She was like, do you want to learn how to read my deck? And I already knew how to read her deck. And then I came back sort of like, okay, what am I doing? Do I want to finish grad school and be a sex therapist? And I found like a Tantra teacher training program and then like, very sheepishly started doing readings where I would just be at a bar and I'd be like, hey, like, I'll do a reading for you and you can pay me if you feel like the information is valuable. And yeah. people would give me $200, like after I would talk to them for 10 minutes. And I was like, oh shit, like, <clears throat> I never knew what my purpose was and this person just gave me $200. And so it sort of very organically grew from that space of me attuning to my natural gifts and like what I had always wanted to do. And that's why it's like when you talk about a niche, like my niche is helping people access their higher self. Like on my business card, it says Intimacy Alchemist. I help people create connection. I help people feel closer to their, their truth. I help people find integrity and love and compassion in their bodies for their themselves. And I think that sex coaching is like the main way that I'm doing that because it's supported by my educational background and I love being a guide in this area I've always found fascinating. But we also have Moon Crew, like my monthly lunar club with an astrologer and we meditate together and I raffle off a free reading and we talk about the divine feminine and it doesn't have anything to do with sex.
1: Where is Moon Crew? Is it based in New York? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, we're going next week. (laughs) That's what I'm going to. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you're going to. I change the location like every month depending on the theme. Mm -hmm. This month we're having it at the place we usually have it, Ziva Meditation, which is Emily Fletcher, if you guys are familiar with her. She's a New York Times bestseller. It's her meditation studio. Okay. It's gorgeous. Where is that? It at? It's in Soho.
1: Ooh! I'm like I know where I know I'm going somewhere next week I'm um, doing full moon awesome I'm excited yeah
2: and we have an in-house astrologer who like explains all the transits to us and she's really good and then we do an activity based on the full moon so since it's uh, in Aquarius it's going to be about like forward thinking advocacy but usually like Aquarians are really ready to advocate for other people but this is like forward thinking self-advocacy because of the Leo juxtaposition, mm-hmm. we're in Leo season, and Leo needs affirmation, and so we'll do some kind of exercise around that, uh, meditate, and then we do like manifesting.
0: Which is fun. Yay! Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I need you to
1: send me the info because I want to send it to a couple people. Yeah,
2: and
0: yeah, On that yeah.
1: specific event, and anymore. we'll link it if anyone wants to
0: join us next Wednesday, the fourteenth, mm-hmm, at I think eight. Full moon in Aquarius, SoHo, NYC
2: yeah and you can find because i do a ton of workshops and we could probably you know we would probably end with this but you can find all of my (laughs) stuff on (laughs) my instagram well i'm
1: glad we just organically
0: got there (laughs) got all for it Kara kovacs underscore c-a-r-a-k-o-v-a-c-s underscore
2: yeah you can come make moon magic i do readings I do sex classes, you came to the
0: panel, which was fun, we do all different things. Yeah, so the sex panel, you hosted a sex panel for the Alchemist Kitchen, and I also went to another uh, panel there, which we were there together, actually, before we (laughs) met, which let's talk about that for a second, because that's what we're going to be talking about, like a a little more diving into CBD and sex. It was, yeah, it was a CBD and sex, cannabis and sex talk. I think I saw you. I was standing in like the back yeah. with Matt, my fiance, and yeah. you were sitting in the front.
2: <laughs> because I oh I was by myself and I was on edibles, so I was like looking and was around. The <laughs> and I I remember being like oh that's a really attractive couple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: swear I like remember your hair.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. And didn't you like ask a question or something? It was funny. You're like, oh, you're like, I'm on edibles right now. Well, somebody was like, I don't know why you would like do edibles and like Go out somewhere. That would be crazy.
2: Like one of the panelists. Oh yeah, that's so funny. And I was like, well, you can't say that on the panel. And I saw like a flash on the faces of the other panelists. I was like, uh. And yeah. but they weren't gonna say anything because it would be rude. <laughs> so I raised my hands and I was like, I I just wanted to say that actually, like I'm on edibles right now and I'm here. <laughs> and I remember what was that. the panelist's response.
1: What was like?
2: It was just like <laughs> they were just like okay. Like and people laughed and I, I think I, I was asked laughing. something afterwards but i just kind of wanted to be like it's okay to be outside and get yeah panels. like don't tell the cannabis panel attendees that
0: yeah <laughs> we're in a safe space so no, it's just like, also it's like appropriate for who it's
1: appropriate for period that's yeah
0: yeah yeah do you want to talk a little bit whatever you're comfortable with speaking on your cannabis journey
2: mm, fascinating i've never really
0: thought about my cannabis journey as a cannabis journey
2: And I also, like, I'm going to name that I had, like, a little bit of fear about being super public about my cannabis use because I see clients who, I don't think that they look me up and listen to my podcast necessarily, but they might, they might be curious about how aligned that would feel for them to know that I use cannabis. You know, I Mm -hmm. see people from all walks of life. Yeah. And uh, that's when I go back to, I'm like, well, like, (laughs) it's a plan am like... Uh, I, there are so few really horrible. Things. I can't think of any bad thing that you can do with a plant, except like whack somebody in the head with a plant. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I feel so connected to nature, and particularly as a healer, and in and, and when I heal people, like tonight I'm speaking on this panel, and she was like, "Bring whatever sex toys you want," and I'm like, "You want me to bring like a yoni egg? Like I don't, I don't vend mm-hmm. toys. You know, like, yeah. I'm preaching a very different." <clears throat> way of speaking about sex, which is acknowledging that like our bodies are the earth. And since they are the earth, we can relate to them in a natural way. And a lot of the ways that we relate to them in sexuality are really colored with societal implications and notions that promote shame or disgust, um, and like this sense of being dissociated actually from the body. And so I think connecting with nature and recognizing, like, and this is why, you know, one thing I am excited about with Burning Man is, like, recognizing I am part of this earth that I'm living on. I think you said something the other day, and I was like, yes, it was like, you have two, two homes, the body and the earth, take care of them. And so for me, with cannabis, it's, it's the earth, it's a plant. And I have been a regular smoker, probably, like, how old am I? I started really, I remember when I started smoking by myself at like 26, which was later. I had smoked like socially, but I had never bought it for myself, and I definitely didn't know like how, like I had to have somebody else like the bomb for me mm-hmm. until I was 26. <laughs> And then I got high one day and went home and cleaned my whole apartment, like, the inside of the oven. And I was like, oh, shit, like, if I bought some of this, like, I would clean more. And so then I got, like, a dime bag and, and, like, from a friend at 26 in New York City, too. I was so cool. And maybe twenty five. I mean, no. by the time
1: you were twenty six, they were just starting to delivery. Well, how old are you? I'm twenty
2: eight.
1: Okay, it's like not oh that no, long ago. that's not that long but at all. But I must ago. have
2: been like twenty five or twenty four. Because I feel like it's definitely been longer than two years, so yeah. maybe 25 or 24. But the, but I didn't have anything to smoke it out of, so I, like, went to the corner and bought, like, joint papers and looked up on YouTube, like, how to roll a joint. <laughs> and I rolled, like, the shittiest joint, and then I put two towels, like, under my front door, and then, like, two towels under my bathroom door, and then, like, went and sat in the bathroom. And
1: then I... <laughs> like you were at home at your parents' house <laughs> yeah. <asked> or something. <laughs> I was so
2: paranoid. The people in the building were going to be... And then I like lit it and I inhaled so heavily that I like the, the flame like lit my, <laughs> my eyelashes on fire. <laughs> and I like threw the joint in the air and I was like, ah oh my God. <laughs> and I've been That's smoking hilarious. regularly ever since.
0: <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It
2: makes me happy.
1: Yeah.
2: It's,
1: yeah. it's like, I like going to Whole Foods, Joan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you brought like that up on the panel. I, I like talking doing about those that. things, Joan. <laughs> Period. So, yeah. <laughs> Why specifically Whole Foods?
2: Um, I just, you know, when I think about it's the menial tasks thing. Yeah. Like, and th- this it is It makes the main, them better. Yeah. This is the main reason that I smoke weed, is I'm like, I could clean my bathroom and be like, ugh the whole time, yeah. or I could be like, I'm going to put on music, I'm scrubbing the tub, you know, and like, <laughs> so I smoke weed, and I yeah. get that experience instead, yeah. like, I don't think that there's anything wrong, it's not like I'm bypassing, doing the work of being present in my life, which is what some people say, you know, like, are you using a substance, I'm like,
1: no, we no. actually talked about, we're talking about this on our on way, way up, up and I feel like weed makes, or being high and using cannabis makes me more present like more aware and present yeah in my moment and that often like something that I tend to look negatively towards doing where I do dissociate on purpose because I'm just like just trying to get through it Mm -hmm. I actually find a way to engage in in, it yeah
2: yeah it's like bringing presence to the, the tub yeah
0: Or bringing presents to the phenomenal sex. Oh yeah,
2: we
1: can talk about that. The sexiest examples, going to Whole Foods, in the tub. We're talking about sex, but let's start with the sexy, mundane task.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With the fun stuff,
1: it gets even better. That's all the things that you're doing to get ready for the sex later. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. You're scrubbing the tub, wiping down the floors. (laughs)
2: Yeah, maybe in an apron with nothing underneath. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what about sex? So, yeah, (laughs) cannabis
0: and sex, I mean, there's a lot, there's more and more every day, like, coming to it. I mean, yeah, but
1: so, we start, like, you're doing this whole sex coaching. How long, so you started doing that, how old were you? Uh, So, I've been in practice for a year. For a year, Okay, and then when did you start to add the cannabis element? Was it always there?
2: Is yeah. It, or well, I mean, I don't feel like there's like a cannabis element to, to what you do. To what I do, as much as it's like definitely a suggestion that I make to and certain as, clients. Yeah, the same way like I use astrology mm-hmm. with certain clients and not other Others. ones who it won't speak to, mm-hmm. even though I might still like try to find out for myself because it will inform. Yeah. Me. But uh, yeah, it's like a tool, so. When I went to the sex and cannabis panel that we didn't know we met each other at, they were talking so much about CBD's impact on sacral health, and I was just like, I need to bring this to people. This is really incredible research about menstrual cramps and sciatica and back pain and inserting things rectally, like when I actually started... Uh, Diving into that, it's like people have been putting herbs up their butts for 8,000 years. (laughs) (laughs) And just being amazed at the topical use of herbal remedies to heal. And having had clients who have like really bad polycystic ovarian syndrome, which can be super painful and debilitating, and they're on a ton of medications. And knowing that if they did CBD suppositories, they could probably go down on their dosages and most of their medications Uh, and I'm not a doctor so I don't tell people to go off their medication but I have had clients like start using CBD products and have that as a result Mm -hmm. or people who get like such debilitating menstrual cramps that they cannot do anything the first two days of their period taking Advil as a solution I think this is a better solution like I would always rather use an herbal remedy than use like if you, look, yeah, if you look in my yeah. house there's like no medication there's just like all these tiny tincture bottles and I just feel really strongly that we're earth and if we can be healed by earth as opposed to something that was made in a lab like that would be my preference and so wanting to support anytime I find anything that's useful all the books on the shelves like all the supplemental re- uh, the Reiki training the research I do into astrology things like that things that I feel called to use as a healing modality or it's just like another toolkit, but I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. And I, I definitely, I like I have a, a some affiliate deals with some companies, mm-hmm. so when I refer them, like I do, get a kickback. But it's not there's not like a component. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. When we were at the CBD and sex panel, I think the founder of Foria talked about how they would sneak out like and see the witches in the woods around the boiling pot or whatever the campfire and they're naked and they're running around and they said they had broomsticks but really it was he said that they were having these herbs that they were like putting up their vaginas for healing and I was like wow that's an interesting because we don't know, we weren't there in the woods yeah, with them, yeah. like, and maybe that's how, where the broomstick thing yeah. came around, and what people were doing was just healing from the earth, and it's crazy because witches are still, not to go, like, on a witch tangent, but it's, like, it's still there. people are against them, and that, yeah. like, natural healing.
2: yeah. Oh, I'm here for a witch tangent. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I feel very strongly that we're what's so cool about our generation, and I think like the shifting ideas we're having about cannabis is a really big part of this. I think Burning Man culture is a really big part of this. I think changing uh, dialogues around sexuality are a really big part of this, is that we are... And the the shaman I had on my podcast last week, Malika Darville, I asked her, I'm like, what do you think the dawning of the age of Aquarius, the rising of the divine feminine, like, what does that mean? And it's actually returning to a lot of the old methods of healing that we've lost in our desire to control things Mm -hmm. through man-made modalities and a re-recognition that like a lot of the things that we like need we already have and like aren't making good use of because of shame and fear and war and saying like that the rising of the divine feminine is really in and of itself like not necessarily like feminism as a movement but the what shakti is like bringing space holding and softness Mm -hmm. and compassion and slowness into how we function in the world because you need that as much as you need a desire to drive through and find resolutions and like that that masculine energy you really need need both both. Mm -hmm. yeah you need both so I thought that that was an interesting take I definitely think it's true and I think that we have a long way to go I mean what's going on with gun control in our country politically whatever we have a long way to go but we also have these incredible movements and a really shifting culture that is embracing herbalism and like witchy history and mm-hmm. culture in like a totally unforeseen way
0: i agree with that 100 yeah. the age of aquarius yeah i love it
2: yeah,
0: it's your time. <laughs> <laughs> so for someone who maybe is like a Ooh. recreational cannabis user and they want to approach cannabis and, and, and sex, yeah. sex with themselves or with a partner, like what's some, how would they dip their toes in? Like how, how would you recommend someone mm-hmm. if they're like wanting to try and incorporate cannabis into their sexuality, but maybe aren't familiar with all of the ways to do that
2: yeah i mean the main thing i would recommend is is cbd lube. it's just for lube is one of the nicest lubes i've ever tried it's coconut oil based so you can it's edible uh, and obviously be careful if you're using a latex condom yeah. uh, the oil will uh burn a hole in
0: it so aren't you not supposed to use latex yeah. with it
2: <laughs> no latex but there's uh there are a ton of other kinds that you can look up online and I am not remembering the names of them offhand but if you google like condoms that will break from oil based loops, like a bunch of brands will come up and you can get plenty of them at your local drugstore uh, and honestly like we could talk about about condoms too I'm super fucking picky about condoms cause there's so it's just like tampons there's like so much weird shit in them yes yeah, yeah. 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 so
1: I order I used to condoms. get like horrible horrible like reactions to Same. heart horrific it made it so unenjoyable
2: yeah and they're well a lot of them aren't vegan so like yeah. i would get yeast infections because i have no animal products and then i'm going to put one
1: yeah in there air, like with some friction and
2: yeah Yeah. so uh, anyway incorporating <laughs> incorporating sex and cannabis uh cbd lube is amazing make sure you get the right condom brand and it's edible, but it has, like, all... It has, like, cardamom in it. It smells delicious. Mm. And it's super low dosage, so people are like, am I going to get an effect? Obviously, most people don't even get an effect that they notice, like, very consciously around CBD anyway. But it's such a nice move, and it does provide muscle relaxation. And if you use, like, more than you need, you might get something if you wanted to have a real... A really more impactful like for relieving and opening like if you're somebody who experiences a lot of pain during sex or you're having cramping but you'd still like to engage in intimacy if you take a CBD suppository you'll have incredible sex and it can be used as a little bit. it's cocoa butter and hemp and it has 200 milligrams of CBD in it that you're applying topically it's gonna get absorbed right into your body at the source and I know like when I put in a suppository, like, if I'm having cramps or something, I can actually feel the muscles in my pelvic floor, like, releasing and opening and settling, like, in my body. It's super fascinating. You know, when you have a really bad knot in your neck and then all of a sudden it, like, releases? It's that feeling in your pussy. Um, So I
0: recommend, like, those are the two main ways that I'm liking That's a very appealing yeah. So we talked about I talked with Kara About my Foria experience Which I shared On she, one of Anna's the last like, podcasts Anna's like Should I call
1: myself out On this I'm like yeah
0: Yeah because you're Not the
1: only person Who made this mistake Is going to make This mistake So yeah Educate. I was telling her That
0: I went to Lay down for the night And put the Suppository in But I also had My I put it in And then I put My diva cup in But my diva cup Was obviously blocking <laughs> from absorbing into my vaginal wall. (laughs) So I felt like it all came out, and I was like, well, what the heck? That didn't really do anything. So actually, my last cycle, I remembered that I hadn't tried it yet the right way, so I didn't put a diva cup in and just, like, laid down. But then I felt like I still didn't get relief and that it still came out when I got up again because I had to, like, pee, and then I was like, is it coming out? Like, I don't know. I would, like, lay down for the night with it. That's what I try to do, but then I had to pee. <laughs> yeah, like go to the bathroom like, before you put it in,
2: and then if you could, if you have like thanks panties, yeah, that's what I You could
0: had.
2: free bleed,
0: and that's what I was doing.
2: Yeah, and you could add cannabis, like that you would take smoking. That's from. what I need to do.
0: I just wanted to do like all the combos, but my favorite has been the um, Pop and Barkley three to one THC to CBD ratio patch transdermal, and then. Uh, my fiance made this product called Dream Dream yeah I was blanking I was like Shine that's the day one Dream was, a, which is a tincture for sleep yeah. at night it's 8 to 1 THC to CBD that's only available in Pennsylvania um, from Alera Healthcare but that combination of the patch and the tincture was like the most relief i've had That's that i've been nice. using but it's hard because the pop and Barkley patch you can only get in california the alera patch is only for medical patients in pennsylvania so it's like these things need to be more accessible to everyone yeah, yeah. same as uh good sexual health information <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so true <laughs>
2: We, see, we have a lot of work to do, but like we're doing some really good work. Mm-hmm. I'd like to acknowledge that, yes. that is also happening.
0: <laughs> it's a start. It's a
1: start. We just covered like how to use a suppository using CBD topically and, and inserting it to relax the muscles and explore with it that way. What other ways? Do you like to talk about or educate people on the use of CBD or THC, cannabis? Or, like, cannabis
2: and consent okay. Ooh, kind of stuff, if we want to
0: go there.
2: I mean, have you ever been so high that you can't yeah. consent to sex? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like it's, like, people uh, compare it to alcohol, like, on all levels, but especially with this, it's, like... No.
2: Because if you're having it, like the only way I could see that being a possibility is if you're having an anxiety attack reaction Mm -hmm. from marijuana, and if you're having an anxiety attack reaction, you can't consent to sex. But like, why would you?
1: Yeah. No, you wouldn't. There's nothing (laughs) sexy about that. I (laughs) doubt anyone's trying to get like your.
2: And even if you started, you'd be too paranoid to go through with it. I'd be like, should I take my underwear off? I don't know. Uh But it, yeah, I mean, in terms of cannabis usage, like the, the only way that I really like you guys are the experts. I'm like the person who who who's bon you're smoking <laughs> uh, but but I think some of the things that we learned at the panel are really pertinent to kind of remember, which is just that the way that people... Like, feel about weed is different. So, as a sex coach, like, if your partner has a problem with weed and you don't, there's a lot of opportunity for how you would have that conversation. Or if you know you have a partner who they smoke all the time and that bothers you, like, ways to have that conversation from a place of integrity. Mm-hmm. I think there was somebody who brought up the question at the panel of like, my partner uh, complains that I'm always high when we have sex and that I can't have sex if, if I'm not high. So, I think like. Can come up as an issue, like in the things that I have dealt with with Mm -hmm. clients. And I think you would treat it the same way you would treat any other sexual issue, which is saying, you know, the context of the situation is in some way like a projection, right? Like, you must not want to be with me. unless you're high is, like, the story. And then we could work out together, like, is that what you're actually saying? Or are you saying, I feel desire when I'm stoned and I don't when I'm not, and I'd like to work on that and maybe shift that belief system, invite more desire with my partner from that space. Mm -hmm. Like, really getting actually to what the root of the issue is. And I think most of the time with couples, when they're communicating, they're projecting their, like, fears and anxieties and their – They have a hard time necessarily articulating their truth. And then people get into fights, and there are so many easy ways to really mitigate that. And that's what people come to coaching for. So I would say, like, that's the biggest way. Like, if marijuana is an issue in your relationship, thinking about the judgments that you have for where and how and why it is, and like going a little bit deeper in the conversation and not attacking and bringing it up. As far as using it in sex, like, for some people, it makes sex. Phenomenal. Some people, it makes them tired and disinterested in sex. Yeah. And so if you're an experienced user, you're kind of going to know what your reaction is. And I invite you to explore with curiosity and, and excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be like, yeah, that would be the advice that I would give on cannabis to any client. And then I think in terms of products, obviously, there's a lot of room to play. And we'll have more and more awesome stuff coming on the market. And I think that Quimrock... Happy Clam is worth bringing up because it's yeah. the first ever cannabis after sex product for women. And so talk about it because I don't know about it. You can get it on quimbron.com. So it's like Q-U-I-M. And it is, so what did she call it? Puffy Taco?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Puffy <laughs>
0: Like you know, after like some, when you have, yeah, like, like, like really,
2: and then your pussy. Like, yeah. The first time it ever happened to me, I call, I Facetime my mom, and like to be like, "Do I have an STD?" <laughs> 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 She's
0: like, "No, you just had some good sex, girl." <laughs> she was like, "No," she was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, Kara."
2: <laughs> you were, like FaceTiming Shayer. <laughs> That's
1: a stir. That's amazing that, one, you just have a relationship with your mom that you can do that.
2: Well, my mom is like a healer witch yeah. like me, so I taught a yoni egg class to her and all of her, like, 55-year-old Okay, friends. so tell people not everyone
1: knows, not everyone still knows what a yoni egg is. So. Yes, well, let's, let's talk,
2: talk about yoni about eggs, about eggs and all happy clamp. of the, yeah, yeah, and I think that they can kind of, they Go together. relative. We can, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true. But happy clamp is like you put it on your pussy when you have... Puffy Jaco. Puffy taco. And it makes it go away. <laughs> Helps with the inflammation. Yeah. Nice. it's so much CBD that it like, re- and I don't know if it's also coconut oil based. I think it might be something something else that's, a care- that's carrying it and has herbs in it as well. Um, and she gave me a shit ton of samples of those and I, got, I heard really good things from everybody I gave it to. I, at that time, like hadn't had the opportunity to create a puppy taco, so like, I actually <laughs> haven't used it, but I heard really good things. <laughs> and, yoni <eggs. laughs> and, yoni <eggs. laughs> and yoni eggs. And yoni eggs. And yoni eggs. So, for those of you familiar with Guadalupe Paltrow and, like, hearing people make fun of Yoni eggs and her talking about them on Goop, I invite you to, like, release all of your preconceived notions. Yeah, I know. Don't
1: rock it till you try it. Because I also didn't, I didn't even know anything about, I know about Goop, but I, like, I like you but I don't check into it very yeah. much so I didn't even I know think the she did it. media kind thing. of locked
0: onto the most far reaching thing that they had yeah. on there and they like they're talking about putting this crystal up your vagina. Yeah. yeah. Like I've heard it
2: on, I've like heard it on the radio people talking shit about her for it and I'm like I am not a big fan of hers or anything but I get like really mad. I'm like you're yeah. perpetuating the wrong idea about this beautiful sacred thing. Yeah, I know, um,
1: exactly which I've been I discovered five years ago five or six wow. years ago from not my friend Megan Anna knows her had like introduced me to what it
2: was she was like yeah Kim Anami. yes Kim Anami is yes Kim Anami well I don't want to say she's crazy but she can she's a pussy weightlifter yes this is
0: it
1: oh yeah pussy weightlifting and she, to, like strengthening your pelvic yeah. floor and muscles and I'll let you. I'll let you. Yeah, take explain. It over, but for people who don't
0: know anything about bioneck,
2: and like love to Kimonami too, but I think this is another place where we're perpetuating. It's like this is a lady on Instagram with a coconut or an iron hanging out of her pussy, and people are like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I think there's just a lot of really bad info on the internet. I also find that people sell stones that do not have integrity. Like when I teach it as a practice, it is very sacred. I'm super particular about what kind of stone people should use. I'm super particular about what stone do you recommend? So if you just go to any old store, you can get a rose quartz, like, like chakra, peony egg, but the, and this is not. There's not enough science. like, buttons, I want. am right? like, do I have the right stone? Is okay. it jade? Yes. Perfect.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> Which so I did off? my. I tried to do my research, and at the time, yeah, there wasn't. It was not as. Popular, I guess as it is a fast-forward a few years. Yeah, so I didn't know for sure So I was very curious. Yeah, yeah. so
2: like rose quartz is really porous It can actually shatter inside of you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be and maybe this happens to 10% of women But you don't want it to happen no, to you. No, it still happens. Um, and then also it's has it can have like an acidic reaction and it, some women find they'll get yeast infections from it mm-hmm. uh, so and uh, What's the other one? The purple one. Amethyst. Amethyst, same thing. So I really... And the traditional usage is with jade. And I get it that people are like, oh, but the rose quartz, like, heart-opening qualities. If you feel called to a stone and using it and you haven't had any problems, great. But, like, never do a pussy weightlifting exercise.
1: Yeah, with With a rose quartz egg. Maybe lay still (laughs) and, like, soak the energy of the stone with the rose
2: quartz. Put whatever crystal you want in your vagina. Just, like, don't do clenching exercises. Which... The point of a yoni egg is to build pelvic floor strength, to cultivate the mind-body connection to the pussy. The muscles in your cervix will atrophy from non-use over time. Sort of like if you break a leg and you don't walk on it for six weeks, the muscles are like jello. Mm -hmm. And so by sticking an egg in there, for women who've never had internal orgasms, this is a great way to cultivate the capability to have internal orgasms. Uh, prevents incontinence, it can help with a variety of female specific health issues. That mind body self love practice can help heal things like painful periods and cramping, low self esteem. Um, it can help prevent prolapse, which that's been scientifically proven. Like the benefits for using yoni eggs are far and wide. In my personal practice, I found that I've had, like, some of the most incredible orgasms I've ever had in my life, from doing a dedicated practice to, like, I love my body, and I'm feeling into my What's body. What's a dedicated practice look like? So, I have a course that you can get on uh. my website. It's $33. And it teaches you, like, the basic practice is doing, right, your, like, eagles. Yeah. Maybe wearing it to yoga. And then we do the tantric practice, which is self-pleasure. Um, And then I don't teach this in the online course, but I do work this into some of my coaching sessions. Trauma clearing, you can use the egg for trauma clearing. Like a guy you really want to get out of your system. You can do like a cord cutting visualization meditation with the egg in you and then pull the egg out and like boil the egg. And that's really healing. I've done it for all of my exes. Like I I release your energy from my body (laughs) into the egg. and then. By dedicated practice, I'm like, this is something that you do that you don't do with a partner. That's a sexual, self-pleasuring exercise where you are really listening to what your body says. Like, I tell people to ask the egg for consent, or to ask their pussy for consent, not the egg. You could ask the egg for consent if you want. To ask their pussy for consent before they put it in, because, like, when I taught my mom, she was like, it hurt. Like, I'm never doing it again. And I was like, it shouldn't It shouldn't hurt. Did you ask your body for consent first? And she was like, no, I just, like, pushed it in. And it's like, when you put a tampon in on the last day of your period, it, it fucking hurts. Yeah. Did you use lube? No. So, like, really slowing down to actually do this practice, which it could be three minutes, but that consistency of doing it, I think, is really helpful for women.
1: I remember when I first got it. I was so afraid it was going to get stuck in me. Yeah. So, if Well, mine has the hole through it, and Same. I had the hemp cord, so I had that, but it, there was, like, a bit where I was so afraid to, like, cut the cord, like, literally just, like, remove... I was like, I don't really... I can push this out, but I was so afraid... That I was gonna have to like go to the hospital. Come yeah. out. And a baby
0: comes out of there. <laughs> a little egg
1: it you can sleep. come out <laughs> They need to. I was like, but, but then I like talked myself out. I it. was like, I'll just shove my hand up there and pull it out.
2: <laughs> That's what <laughs> okay. I. The, for the third time I ever used one, the string broke, and I was like, I guess I'm going to the hospital because I'm not getting it out. And then I just like slowed down. Yeah, you know, like, our Relax. bodies are so incredible, and we're not taught to be in relationship with yeah. them. We're taught to be like, what's wrong with me? I need a pill, so I don't have to feel anything. I
1: can't fix this myself. My body can't do this itself.
2: Yeah. So having this this space where you're like, okay, I needed to actually have a conversation with my pelvic floor muscles. And I was like, all right, I'm going to breathe and I'm going to be so gentle. And as you release, like, it will drop a little bit. Not all women can shoot it out or lay it. I know some women who can, I've never been able to figure that out. And I don't have a desire to. I have done pussy weightlifting, though, and it's fun. (laughs) I, I was, like, super judgmental of it. Like, when I first got the egg, I was, like, never fucking doing that. Like, I think Imanami is great, but that looks crazy. Yeah, it
1: looks crazy. And
2: then I went to Mexico with my sex coaching program, and, like, in a yoga shala at 7 o'clock in the morning, me and fifty women did pussy weightlifting together, and we were all naked with little bags of rice, like, hanging out of our vaginas, like,
0: swinging her. <laughs> This is, like, I met her, and she just came from that retreat oh, yeah. and told her oh, really? that, and I was, like, amazing. <laughs> Where <laughs> was the retreat? It was in Sayulita. So- it yeah, it was crazy. Like <laughs> and there were like wild turkeys, and they were clucking, and they were playing. I'm
2: every woman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it just—it was really—it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And from, and like that joy that it brought me was like, like yeah. it still brings me joy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Bringing me joy, imagining it. Me too. Yeah, I
2: encourage everyone to try
1: pussy I need to, it's just, I really need, I haven't been using my Yoni egg. I got it, I'd say for the last year and a half, I haven't touched it. And I've been like, like I need to get on that. Yeah. Especially because I'm planning on having a baby in the upcoming years. Mm. And like those muscles need to be taken care of.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it'll definitely help prevent prolapse after mm-hmm. pregnancy. Yeah. And if you're planning on having a baby, putting CBD on your, uh, like, brain will keep it from tearing in labor.
1: That is good to know.
0: Yeah.
1: But... So with that, do you, is it, like, for that, for someone, for someone who's pregnant, putting CBD and using it, is it, like, they're water breaks and then they, sh- they should put a suppository
0: in like how does that work <laughs> What? Well, what is a subject with yeah. cannabis and pregnancy that's like a yeah I know thing. I can't like, even for really us we would just be like yeah it's fine but what like, like if it was like you yourself doing it how, how do you would you, you handle that situation because I, I know you can't tell yeah
2: well uh, I'm just going to say what the owner of Foria said which is that they have had studies that show that you know like I haven't worked with a pregnant woman who was using CBD uh, like on her pussy to prevent it but he was basically saying like daily usage or weekly like as a as like Uh, like,
1: as a suppository
2: yeah like on a weekly
1: basis yeah
2: and then they talked a lot about the privilege of of the cannabis industry around like white women probably would not be tested for that usage but like if you have any in your body
0: and people of color uh, disproportionately are drug tested at pregnancy at, at the time of birth at birth and they take the child away if you test for THC and shit which is like yeah. just insane
2: which, but I don't know if CBD yeah, yeah CBD in I,
0: blood that's a good question well like if they're testing you for cannabis consumption um, so like usually, in a, usually they're testing for Metabolite. They're not actually looking for THC. They're looking for eleven or nine hydroxy THC. Mm. Um, CBD may be able to convert to that. So it could
2: some, come up in some small amount, but I would have to uh, do a little more research. I don't think about drug tests. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that CBD comes up in your in your blood.
0: But yeah, we don't I know that. So we that. can Yeah. <laughs> that was our uh, resident expert, Matthew Pendleton, <laughs> chemist, fact checker.
2: <laughs> and Addie my yeah. Corgi is the mascot today. Yes. What
0: do
1: you recommend for clients who have a partner? Or maybe it's vice versa, like a man who has a partner who is interested in doing this type of work.
2: Oh yeah. But their
1: partner Is thinks it's something wrong. Well, not even necessarily. What something wrong is one scenario. Yeah. Or I think of like Jeff, my fiance. He's the type of person. He's like, we couldn't be more opposite in this area of our life. Yeah. He like thinks it's charming and loves it about me that I'm like this. He's like, oh, you're like such a little hippie witch. And he's like, not. Yeah. He's like, that's all such woo woo. Like, yeah. What do you recommend?
2: Well, I think that the woo-woo is different from having something you like really want to work on in your relationship mm-hmm. So some people come to me just for Tantra But some people come to me because they like don't have the same sex drive as their partner or like there's been a thing of mistrust Or they're trying to improve their communication. This is a client that she's <laughs> been really working with I'm like this is going to be I'm gonna be probably seeing this man is gonna pay my rent every month for mm-hmm. the next six months Like I'm so happy to have found him and he's so Beautifully invested in the process. He, like, sends me an email, like, Kara, I know that men aren't supposed to cry, but I find tears in my eyes at these questions. And I'm like, who told you men aren't supposed to cry? Like, why do you think God gave you tear ducts? Like, yeah. And so, anyway, it depends on why you're coming. Like, I can obviously speak to somebody who's not who's not woo-woo, and I actually think that's one of my specialties is, as far as witchy people go. Yeah. Is that I make, like, witchy stuff really accessible to people who don't believe in witchy stuff. Um, and I've noticed that about myself in, in a lot of realms, because I'm so witchy at this point that I don't know how to talk sometimes about things with, like without an esoteric yeah. edge. and. I was so concerned with how that would make people perceive of me that I really think I cultivated a particular language. But you have to get them in the room for them to see that. So I would say if there's something that like really wants to be worked on, you for example could come by yourself Mm -hmm. and then go home and be like, oh my god, listen to all these amazing tools that I got. Like it would be really cool to do XYZ together. And like them seeing your experience might be helpful or it's like an invitation, hey, we can try this and if you don't like it, like we don't have to continue because I respect your boundaries and like framing it a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could work with a person to try to create that language, but like ultimately, yeah, this is about consent, right? Like yeah. you have to want it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you're also like throwing money out the window if they're not gonna Oh, yeah, cuz I don't I don't do by the session. Yeah. Usually. Like, I'm happy to do a session for them, but I do commitments. Yeah. Like, you have to, because, no, I'm, what am I going to heal for you? Work
0: to In like, one yeah.
2: session. Like, I need to see you, I do at least four weeks for everybody. Like, if you guys are doing a Tantra session, which, like, I don't really usually do individual Tantra sessions for people unless I know them, too, because I find that the boundaries get skewed there for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, they think I'm going to touch them. Like, I'm not going to touch you. Like, maybe I'll give you Reiki. I'm not going to touch you. And so I think a lot of people aren't looking for that. They're looking for somebody to solve their problems. Like, that's mm. why people come to me. Um, and I think that witchy stuff is really a great way to solve the problems for a lot of people if they're open. But it's not necessary. Fair yeah. enough. I like the answer. Because there is. There's a lot of people who are not open
1: to it. Yeah. Like I said, mine oh. isn't. He's willing to help. He'd be willing to try anything I asked him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I, if I feel passionately about it, which is yeah. my easy way, and I don't have to, like, backdoor him into yeah. stuff, but there are plenty of people who don't have that. Totally. Yeah.
2: And I also don't think I'm the coach for everybody, and mm-hmm. I think that that's really important, too. Like, I feel you know, like, for somebody who is coming out of the closet, I would love to support them, but, like, maybe they would want to get a queer coach. Mm -hmm. For somebody who's looking for, like, a healing tantra massage, like, I'm not the coach for them. For somebody who wants a psychotherapist, like, I'm not the coach for them. And so, I think that's what, like, like, Mark for me is so important, because I think you do really get my vibe, like, even just, you know, the conversation we just had, it's like, I can kind of tell... I have no idea what the fuck she's going to do, but I know what I'm signing up for. Yeah. Like she's straightforward, but she uses a lot of esoteric language. And if that feels good for one person, but not the other person, maybe I'm not the right coach for them. That's fine. I don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't. Well, I I like, I like. wish I could get to that place though. Getting better to that place of like life with my own work of just like that feeling of being and doing creative work. It feels it makes me feel super vulnerable because you're like I'm putting this out there. This is my idea and yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. If people don't like it, it's rejection. Mm, totally. But like you're not gonna be for everyone. Like totally. that it, that doesn't exist. There is not a thing or a person or a taste, a yeah. flavor, smell that every person likes. Like, and I can't expect that on myself, that I should be delivering <coughs> work and creativity that is for every person.
2: Totally. And it's not like I just learned, like, already felt that way. Yeah. It took, like, I still get so offended. The, the the me who responds to emails, like, I need to, I've learned over the course of a year that I need to not respond to emails for 24 hours. That is a very good practice. Yeah being able to recognize that that's a way that I work better and serves me, and then seeing how, it like, it's been a process over time, like, in the beginning, oh my god, if I did a reading for somebody and they didn't like it, I would either want to punch them in the face or want to cry or feel, like, mortified, and now I'm like, okay, like, you know, like, I don't have any more to give you because yeah. I've been successful enough with enough people to know that if you don't like it, it's just not for you. But I didn't do anything. It's not like I'm, like, a bad psychic or a bad practitioner. And I do so much work to be in integrity in doing this work for people in the first place because as a space holder, like, if I'm not getting enough sleep or, like, showing up to the session ready to hold appropriate emotional space, I pray before I work with every person, like, please allow me to be a conduit mm-hmm. of healing through the energy of love and thank you for the opportunity to do this work. Like, that's why the session costs as much as, as it does. It's yeah. not just the hour that I spend with you. It's your transformation and it's the energy exchange of, like, I have done so much to help you fix your problem. Mm-hmm. And so, if I don't fix your problem, I still did a lot. <laughs> like, that's your fault. Yeah. I did my part.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a two person
2: Yeah. It's a two way thing. Like, I can't heal you. And I cannot afford to take people who are not aligned with the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose money on them. I get on a phone consult with someone, I do 20 minute calls. If you want coaching with me, we have to talk for 20 minutes. Yeah. And a lot of the times, the people are like, yes, I'm interested, never hear from them again. Or I'm like, you know what, I'm actually not taking anybody right now. And I had to stop being in the place of like, I have to take every person in order to be able to afford this apartment. I had to learn how to be like, it's coming, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's coming. We've talked about that with work. Yes. That it's like, that is a,
1: a thing that, that you should, <laughs> I struggle with too
0: yeah so you do a lot of community events and you're hosting an event tonight and you've hosted like the sex panel that I went to and you were at the CBD and sex panel like tell us about your community you do your you talked about your moon circles totally tonight I am
2: actually on someone else's panel so it's Chanae Alexander's panel and she's awesome she's like a beauty blogger and I think you can get Like, all event tickets are in my Instagram, and I do different events every month. Moon Crew is, and Female Sexual Sovereignty are the only ones that repeat every month. So Moon Crew is the Lunar Manifesting Club, we meet on the full moon, we meditate, we set intentions. The women who come, they come every month, and they like go right into meditation. And I think it really creates the space for the new people to be like, "All right, like everybody is very committed." I'm, I'm like very excited. <laughs> I like it. Doesn't even feel like it's mine anymore. Like it's it belongs to the people who come to it. Um, we have like a Facebook group, and there are so many healers, and they can post their offerings. And then Female Sexual Sovereignty is a two-hour workshop based on the practices that I did in Mexico. We don't do pussy weightlifting, but we do breathwork and really connecting to our divine feminine essence and empowering and supporting what is my body saying to me if I listen to her, what is she saying to me? So those happen every month. The date varies, but I always post them in my Instagram. Uh, You can sign up for my newsletter and you will get my event calendar on the first of every month. And then I usually do, like, some kind of spiritual workshop or a panel. Uh, I've been cutting back on my event calendar quite a bit to take on more private clients, trying to shift my work into that. But we'll always have, like, at least three offerings a month. And for people interested in private coaching or readings, I do card readings in the style of my mom. And you can book me by the half hour. You can DM me or send me an email inquiry on my website, which is my name, caracobacks.com. Um, for readings I do archetype alchemy so you you got uh, an archetype reading which is a kind of a different special kind of reading that not a lot of people do and it goes through each house of astrology and assigns you a life lesson that you're working through so it's a really interesting and dynamic way to get some insight into what you're moving through in your life and then for private coaching I take mostly women and couples and occasionally if uh, a man comes in, and it feels really aligned. I accept work with men sometimes as well, and all of that information is on my website. And you can contact me via the form fill there, or you can send me a DM on my Instagram, and we can chat.
1: Amazing! Yay. It was so awesome having you. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, guys. Thank
2: Thanks for you. coming over to my my spot.
0: <laughs> Love it, and we're excited to be at the Moon Crew next week. Join yes. the crew so excited to have you. It's going to be a good one.